0: I'm Claire Sparrow and I'm Sophie Brugge. Welcome to Reimagining You the Pilates Way. In today's episode we're going to be talking about how what we do impacts how we are tomorrow and how the time we spend practicing Pilates is an investment in what we will be like as we grow older. So let's make some notes and promises to our future selves.
1: Whole Body Pelvic Health is proud to be sponsoring Reimagining You, the Pilates Way podcast. Whole Body Pelvic Health is the online membership course for women who want more from their pelvic floor than traditional exercises are currently giving them. 90% of women who give birth have a birth injury, and if untreated, that can cause incontinence, pain, prolapse, and more. 50% of women are suffering from pelvic dysfunction in silence when it could be improved by carefully curated exercises. This is where whole body pelvic health comes in. This is the course that leads you from frustrated and restricted by your pelvic floor to continent, pain free and fabulous again. The membership course teaches you what is possible for your pelvic floor through tailor made online classes allowing you to live the adventurous life you desire. Pelvic floor dysfunction is not for life. You can become continent and flourish again.
0: There's a quote you have on the wall in your reformer studio, I think it is, that says, do something today that your future self will thank you for. And I often think about that when I'm in class. And do you know what? I think it makes me work a little bit harder. Do you? Yeah, because even if it feels hard in that moment, I think about how Pilates, I know, is doing me good in the longer Mm -hmm. term and that the benefits are going to be far-reaching. But that said you won't be surprised to learn that I'm a fan of an instant result, a quick fix. And sometimes I am pleased to say that Pilates does give me that or can give me that. There have been times recently where, you know, I've been struggling with sciatica or a stiff neck and I've come to class and miraculously I leave and feel well again. But ultimately, I know that Pilates is an investment in my future self even Mm -hmm. though it does give me can give me that almost instant instant fix. you know my well-being physically mentally I know this but I'm not really sure still like how or why so how does it work how does the magic work in the short and the long term I
1: love that how does the magic work because it does feel like magic yeah you know how can you go from Feeling, like you said, the sciatic pain or an achy neck to then get up off the reformer and go, oh, it's gone. Yeah, I'm fine again. So Pilates is like the the prevention and the preparation and it gives you resilience for older age and right now. It's making you resilient right now Okay. in the way that you can come to class and then leave feeling better. So when you're moving, you're rehydrating your body. When you sit still at a desk, and we talk about this so often, don't we? Because that is the world that you're Mm. living in. It's the world that many people are living in where you're sat developing that chair shape. And when you are not moving, you're not hydrating, you're not getting the fluids into your body that keep you healthy, that keep you young, that keep you mobile, that make you feel good. And then when you do something like, to use the sciatic uh, example, I mean, so many people, in fact, we must look this up, how many, you know, what's the statistics on the number of people with sciatica, because in the studio, I know loads of people come to oh, really? it because they have sciatica. So, sciatica is basically like, talk basic terms it's when the sciatic nerve gets strangled, and sitting strangles it. So, then you get. Onto the reformer and you start moving all of the structures around where that sciatic nerve runs through your hip. You get fluid flow, you get movement there, you free it up, it's not strangled anymore. Bob's your uncle, you're not in pain anymore. It's so simple. Um, but then it's not something that we kind of know, is it? No. So what would be the difference then? You're saying it's the
0: movement that gets the fluids going? Yeah. So if I have had a day where I know I've not moved very much mm. and I went for a walk, say I thought, right, I'm going to go for a walk because I don't move very much, what's the difference between that? Because that's obviously movement. Yeah. And it, we know that walking is good for us. For sure. How can I feel better if I go to a
1: class? while... You know, rather more. So likely. obviously, both is probably better. But if I had one or the other, yes, what's the so difference? Both is so useful, isn't it? Mm. I mean, we need to get get up and walk, and that gives different sorts of benefits to when we get on the reformer or we're doing some kind of Pilates class, because when you're doing reformer, for example, you've got some resistance. You've got greater resistance to move against Mm -hmm. to stimulate your Ah. body's natural responses and it's massively massively varied walking is not very varied walking is still moving yeah. in the the same range of movement. So some people might know about planes of movement. Okay. And so the plane of movement is called sagittal, when you're just doing forwards and back movement. Yeah. Yeah. So when you go walking, you've been sat in your chair, working forwards to your computer, and then you get up and you walk down the street <laughs> and you're walking in that forward motion. And yes, in an ideal world, when we walk, we have a little bit more range of movement because yes, like somebody yesterday in the studio was shocked when I told her that when you walk, your spine ideally rotates from side to side, has a little twist to it. And that's new information to a lot of people. It is to me. (laughs) So the so in Pilates certainly the way we teach it, we promote a lot more rotational movement and a lot of other movements. So there's variety, which is what our body's designed to to have. There's no straight lines. We're not doing just that sort of linear sagittal movement. It's that twisting and and
0: turning, isn't it? Correct. And talking about the spine, I know that quote, isn't it, from from Joseph Pilates the founder of pilates that something about only being as old as as your spine is that is that right and and what does yes. that mean in in practice what what's my spine got to do with how old i, I am it's or so filled?
1: interesting isn't it and i mean for me i think i believe it reaches so m- much further even than that because another thing that that's super um simple yet many of us don't know mm. is that your ribs Come around and dovetail into your spine. So if you imagine, they call it the rib cage. So sort of here, here. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing. Yeah, on, yeah, feel your okay. ribs. Yeah. So everybody at home, you could feel your ribs. They call it the rib cage. My anatomy teacher always likes to use the term basket because it's holding and supporting your organs like a basket. It's not caging them yeah. like a prison. <laughs> So if we think about that basket of your ribs, your ribs come and dovetail into your spine. And so if your ribs and your spine are not moving well, Mm. that has a massive influence on your organ function. I know. It feels a bit scary, doesn't it? That's mind blowing. I knew you would yeah. be like, oh, okay, oh. this is huge. Yeah. So when you move your ribs, so if everybody at home, assuming you're not driving, if you whether you're sitting or standing, it doesn't matter. But if you just have your arms by your side, slide one arm down to one side and side bend over, and then side bend the other way. When you do that movement, you're moving your ribs, which is moving your spine, which is moving then all of your internal organs up in that basket of your ribs, your diaphragm and your lungs for one. And we need our breath to be full and in and out to make sure that we have health in all of the systems in our body. So yes, for sure, the spine is one piece of it, but it's like, it goes, stretches beyond the spine ah. and the benefit of the, the bony health of the spine. Yeah, The bony health of your spine is hugely important because, well, we know, you know, we, we, we talk a lot to women and the bone density of our, all of our bones, in particular, our spine, we have to work on, Maintaining our bone density because early in womanhood we are starting to lose that bone density. So we need to keep moving so that we're putting load in our bones. So the bones go, oh yeah, I need to stay strong, I need to stay strong and keep building and keep building. So if we don't put that load through the bones. They just go, all right, I'll just slowly Go to sleep and that's why we might shrink
0: and that's why we might shrink okay
1: we don't yeah. want to shrink no we don't shrink. no we're short enough but <laughs> i am so that's
0: what that that saying was from joseph pilates it was about if you're if you're not moving your spine basically if you're not twisting and turning and it's stiff yep when you're young Yep. Yeah. you're it's, old it's like you're old
1: yeah for sure i love that quote too
0: i know it's a good one isn't it i yeah. think about it so as a woman in my mid 40s, it's mm-hmm. only been quite recently that I've started to acknowledge some signs of ageing in myself. You know, I, we've talked about this before, I've started wearing glasses in the last couple of oh, years. Yeah. I know, you, yeah, you, you've probably been wearing them for years, but for me, it felt, it felt a really big thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, you know, I've always had really good eyesight. And the optician said to me, this is true, that oh, you're lucky to get to your age without needing <gasps> glasses. <laughs> God, which, I can't made me, they said that. which made me feel really good oh my gosh <laughs> and I've also started to notice you know I've got greys appearing in my hair oh, so yes. it's all underneath here at the, <laughs> bo- at the bottom you know now I've been a bit smug like for a few years that I didn't have any grey hairs um my sister's very similar in age I like wow. to say went very grey white quite early oh my goodness like, yeah so okay. I've been, I've been the smug little sister you know, I feel like it's harder not to put on any weight and I'm wondering is my metabolism slowing down? But basically I'm getting older, like, I've got to face <laughs> it. And it but it seems almost as if my body's surging ahead without permission. Oh yes. And honestly, sometimes I feel like, oh I could just give in to it all and, you know, take to my chair and grow old and just let it all happen and You'd shrink. I'd shrink, shrink old you would shrink. <laughs> yeah Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I started to wonder, you know, why was I thinking like that? And then I realized in part it's some of the rhetoric that that you hear, you know, as you get older, you don't move as much and you slow down. You slow down and you, you know, you might sit in your chair a little bit more and you perhaps wouldn't do such active exercise. And, you know, perhaps that. In part, I've stopped, I, I believe some of that—that that as you get older, you know, that's that slowing down, and that you know, you just you won't be able to do the things that you used to do. Um oh, depressing! Um, I know. It's like, <laughs> but I think it's a real mindset, isn't it? It's is a mindset. I already knew you were going to groan at that, but I—I I honestly think that it's a—it's a mindset that is quite prevalent, not just in in I'm me. I'm sure.
1: I'm sure. Have
0: you come across it before in
1: clients that feel like,
0: oh well, I couldn't possibly do that because you know it's super
1: interesting because my mindset is already very different to that and actually if you look there are some nice guidelines that suggest doing more sort of little and often throughout the week rather than less so that's really important to note as well and a lot of the clients that I work with that I've worked with for a long time, they've actually got high aspirations ah, yes. of moving. It's more, and it goes back to one of our earlier podcasts when we talked about our Pilates identity. Yes. And it's people who are coming to Pilates maybe later and they don't necessarily know what's possible, what they can do, because they haven't been asked to do more movement, or they haven't had a history of doing a lot of movement or exercise in their in their life. And really, you know, for me, I think my inspiration to, to see what is possible is my amazing granny, oh, yeah. because she, Honestly, she was doing keep fit in her nineties. You know, she was doing chair exercises when she was at home during COVID, and we couldn't get out and exercise. She hunted out this little box of, um, like half kilogram weights yes. that she must have had since the eighties. It was brilliant, and she just sat in her chair and did her exercises there. So I've had I've really been blessed to have such a great role model. Yes that exercise is something that you can and should continue to do for your health long-term. My mentor, Lolita San Miguel, she's in her late 80s and she has kept going. She's not retired yet, no signs of retiring. And she has kept going. So when she met Joseph Pilates in the 50s and 60s, she has done Pilates every single day every single day since then and you know what it shows and you'll have to put this in the
0: in in the Mm. show notes there was a photo that you posted at the the conference you've been to and the one thing that struck me was her straight back oh she is upright amazing yeah she is she's not slumped in her chair is she not at all not at all but i i think you mentioned about Mm. role models Mm. and i think that's so important because the percentage of older people yeah going to pilates
1: is presumably quite small in the whole. actually in our case we have much so the the majority of our clients are 50 plus oh you know it's phenomenal
0: and actually when i've been to a class usually it'll be a daytime one if i manage to get to a daytime one yeah I can't do all the things those ladies the, and the men are in the class amazing. are amazing. Yeah, I mean, right. talk
1: about inspiration and role models, because I've had classes where I've had somebody in their 80s doing, if you imagine a plank, you know, you're on your hands and you're on your feet and you're on the reformer moving. And younger people, much, much younger in their 30s, just in absolute awe that someone in their 80s can do this moving plank on the reformer that's huge and it's funny because you've almost
0: answered the next question i was going to ask you which was do you adapt exercises for oh
1: this it do you know what this is such a great question we adapt class classes or or movements for the individual no 80 year old is the same in the same way no you know 40 something year old is the same yeah It needs to be for the person and for their their goals. If somebody comes and they said, okay, I've just had a diagnosis of osteoporosis, so that's where we're having reduced bone density, then I will adapt, but I'm not regressing. And I think that's really important to say is that we're not pulling back and restricting. We're going, okay, what can be done? How much can we move? How much can we progress you on where you are right now? I think that the the automatic that we do a chair-based class because we're such and such an age, I want people to move. And if that's what's available, go for it, definitely. And does it need to be chair? Like, Mm. are we potentially restricting someone from doing what they could be doing. And I think a lot of that comes back to where you started, which is mindset. What do we believe is possible? What do we think we should be doing versus actually what can we do? Yeah. Like what can we do? Because we can do usually more than we think.
0: Yeah. It's so, interesting yeah. actually, it makes me think of the last reformer class that I did, we were talking about mindset, because there was something that I just couldn't do, and I knew it was a blocker for me, oh. it was sitting on the on the foot bar, I'm probably oh, not going yes. to describe this very well, you know, gymnast,
1: yes, oh it's so much fun, so on, much fun, just did,
0: wouldn't,
1: wouldn't, bum up head down can be a little tricky, yeah, yeah, okay, and it's not something you do in everyday life. No, but it's so great for your spine and, and then great for your body. From
0: standing, was it from standing with that? Yeah. Oh
1: yeah, just it, it so was much that,
0: fun. But frustrating because I knew it was my mind that was the the blocker.
1: Yeah, but you know, uh, um, Anthony Robbins famously says that that you know if you think about a, a toddler learning to walk, you're not going to just say, "Oh, just give up." Yeah. You're going to keep encouraging and finding different ways yeah, yeah. and being positive and making it fun. And what happens to us it, as grown-ups that we just go, oh, well, I'll just give up. I'll just not, you know... Move to a light bit of stretching. And move to a light <laughs> stretching. You know, actually... Can we be playful? I think there's a lot to be said. And there's some great studies into play and play therapy and the, the benefits as adults mm. for having a more playful approach to things. Because then we're taking a little bit of the pressure off ourselves. And then when we take the pressure off and we're just having fun, it's just, I say to you, it's just Pilates. We don't need to take yeah. this quite so seriously. We could just have fun and play like you would have gone and played in the, the climbing frame in the local park when you were we. Just do that. This is our grown-up climbing frame.
0: It, yeah, I love that point. <laughs> I love that point because yeah, it's it is it's just a mindset, isn't it? I was recently I was reading a an article from the Office of National Statistics ONS. And it was reporting that over the last 40 years, life expectancy in the UK has been oh, increasing. Yes. There has been a blip because of COVID actually recently, which right. you'd probably expect. Yeah. But that life expectancy for females in the UK is currently generally about 80 82 wow. years. But then I came across a calculator oh, no. to find like out like oh, your good. life expectancy and your chances of living to be 100. Now, I'm thinking, mm, probably not very high, and you know, I, I don't know what I was thinking really. It was so I weird that you can put in your details and it will tell Pop you. out. Yeah, I don't know how scientific it is because you just put in your gender and in, in year of birth. So it's very, very general, but oh, okay. so of course I, I had to do it, couldn't stop. <laughs> so it reckons my average life expectancy will be 87. But there's a one in four chance I'll live to 95 and a one in 10 chance I'll live to be 99. Wow. And it's when the result comes in, it pops up, Were well, you surprised. You're not the only one. Anecdotal evidence suggests that we typically underestimate our life expectancy. And I think I certainly have, even though I wouldn't have said, oh, I'm only going to live to be, you know, 75 or, or, yeah. or whatever. It hasn't really occurred to me like almost how much longer I've <laughs> Got because we wow. talk about middle age and but really what's that that all based on and that so it's means we're there now but basically <laughs> if at least it's not old age but basically <laughs> if, if I take to my chair now which was what I was proposing yes <laughs> I could be sat there for at least another forty years maybe even fifty. So
1: it's probably not time to call it a day on movement Yeah, when you start to think about it that way. No, you definitely don't need to call it a day on movement. But I can just imagine as well, you know, one of the things that I notice is people getting out of chairs, you know, getting up and down. And this, somebody said to me, I just feel like it makes me feel better when I groan. You know the, you know the, <laughs> oh, oh, the groans yeah. and moans. And it's like, you hit this point and you start making these sounds yeah. to get in and out of a chair. And I'm like, well, but but why? Why is that going to actually help? Because what about if you went, woo and, and you're like a Ribena Berry jumping out of the chair rather than the groaning. Imagine the different release of endorphins. You'd be happy getting out of the chair rather than making the moans and groans, you know, where does that even come from? So I think that's the challenge, you need to be, like, jumping out of the chair with excitement. Jumping out of the chair, but it also got me thinking about, like, quality
0: of life, you know, and there's a quote, isn't there, from Joseph Pilates, what is it, is it?
1: Oh, it's something to do with, um, we retire too early and so when we reti- and we die too young and this is because we're not staying active isn't it so if you're retiring in the prime of your life then well, what what's, what what are we doing that for you know we're missing out on all these great opportunities and he felt like People should keep going because it was the stopping working, retiring, stopping moving, stopping having structure to their day that was actually making them old. It was part Mm. of the the contributing factor to making people feel older and age too young. So, you know, we need to take a leaf out of Lolita's book and just keep keep going. You know, we were in Las Vegas recently presenting at a conference and she was there in her 80s. That's just what, you know, a different mindset. Yeah. Not that we all have to work full time, but maybe we have, you know. But it's something. not necessarily
0: always about work, is it? It's just
1: active, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And there's lots and lots and lots of things we can do to be active. Yeah. So,
0: you know, all being well, I'm, I'm probably about halfway through my life. I worked out from that. I know. Like... <laughs> but I, so in my mind, I'm still about 21. Yes, so I'm frozen 20. In
1: 20, at 22. That's I think, my oh, internal I, I think, age. Actually, I think I've
0: been frozen about 26. Oh. About 26, I've wow. been frozen around about that. But, <laughs> but honestly, it's made me start to wonder, okay, so... What do I want from the second half of my life? What do I want to be able to do? What do I want to be able to achieve? And then I also need to know what I need to do to be able to get there. And part of that has to be Mm. about staying active. For sure. You know, and it's funny, until recently, I was very much about living in the present. And I think most people are, aren't they? You know, as a a child in my 20s and 30s. I'm not sure I was really thinking about the impact of what I was doing day to day on later life because it seems so far off. It does. And particularly probably movement mm. wise, it was either because it felt good in that moment. Mm-hmm. So dancing in a nightclub <laughs> <laughs> or it might have been part of the latest fitness regime I was on, you know, spinning oh body pump. I, I was into, yeah. all that, into all that stuff. And I guess it was back to that instant results thing mm. and it's only since i've started to see these and they are smaller signs of aging and it's helpfully been pointed out to me that not by like me she no. just made me <laughs> and i've and i've really started to think about how i can help future me yeah and i suspect this is it's not uncommon at the in kind of mid 40s and it's possibly one of the reasons why people tend to come to pilates
1: when they're a little bit older what do you think i 100% agree we see an influx around that age group because you suddenly kind of start to 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 recognize the value of your body or you realize you're in, you're not indestructible yes. and i feel i remember really feeling like like i could do anything I was so not about the future. Yeah. I remember, absolutely remember that. And it does, t- it, it it takes an adaption of your mindset to start to go, okay, I can still do what I want to do, and I need to invest in my body to be able to do those things. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't it be great if we could start to educate on that much earlier, so we don't have to go, oh, I've injured my, whatever, Yeah. you know, we see it often with them, um, what do they call it, weekend warriors, Oh yeah. you know, yeah. Pe- pe- people who are just sort of desk-based all week, mm-hmm. and then go off and, I don't know, play netball once a week, or play football once a week, and then they start to develop little niggles and injuries because they're not, they're playing in the body. They think they were in, you know, that they're still in their 20-year-old body, but they're in their 40-something-year-old body. Yeah. And they're still trying to play in it like it's 20 and not doing any warm-ups or... Uh, cool downs or anything to maintain (laughs) well this is the thing to to maintain or to give their body the tools that it needs to do the activity they want to do and if we could just think about like you know we brush our teeth on a regular basis so that we prevent decay we don't need to get fillings we don't lose our teeth what are we doing uh, in the same way for our whole entire body you know we eat healthily and all of these things that we do but are we moving are we having nutritious movement to fuel what we want to do with our bodies in life yeah and
0: we might think about diet but not as much movement probably not as much and you know there's a there's a meme I've seen that no one ever regretted going for a run, and I used to think about that when I used to run quite a bit. Like if I, you know, I didn't yeah. fancy going, like, no, I'm not going to regret it. But that should be one for Pilates, shouldn't they? Because who ever regretted a Pilates class? I can't imagine.
1: You just wouldn't, no. would you?
0: Because you always feel better, whatever yeah. the question. Pilates is the answer. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So I suppose I think about Pilates in terms of helping with mobility, like now and in the future. Mm. But can you tell me a bit more about? How it helps, how can a regular Pilates practice help to safeguard mobility in mm. the future? So, would it, for example, um, like some of the older people that I know, and younger ones actually, you know, it might be the knees or the hips yeah, yeah, are yeah, gone, yeah. or
1: can it help with, with with things as specific as that, or is it just a well, general we well being? I mean, there's, there's obviously general well being in the mind body conte- connection, which helps with your mental health, of course, too and how we de- then deal with aging um but there's often things that happen as we're getting older and with the forward head posture that can come with the working at desks or just through age that we we start to um take a shorter step it's like called a shortened oh. gait so you don't stride out as much right and when you do a shorter gait you're far more likely to trip and fall oh that's interesting so tripping and falling is a massive cause of death because people fall, break their hip. And I think we've said this before, you know, they fall, break their hip and they can't do anything. They might be Mm -hmm. at home alone and then they can't, you know, so we need to, and Pilates is brilliant, absolutely brilliant at improving gait. And if you think about, so gait's just the posh word for walking. Yeah. If you think walking, is one of our most fundamental, so there's two things, getting out of the chair, so sit to stand, and walking, they're like measures, if you like, of, of your age and your ability, okay, so Pilates is going to teach you everything you need to be able to get out of a chair and to walk well and continuously. The way that it works is like, the, the you know, Reformer, for example, or any of the apparatus, it's giving you support and feedback. It's taking some of the load of gravity off you. <laughs> so it can help you to feel supported, to find those connections through your whole body. Mm-hmm. And you can feel it from head to toe. Everything is involved. I was saying yesterday, remember Everything is a whole body event when you're doing Pilates. It's not just, you know, this is for your arms, this is for your legs. It's for everything all of the time. So that support means that you can find the movement in your spine in a very healthy way. So we're not isolating
0: any one area. So we wouldn't necessarily be working on hips. It might be something that helps the hips, but we wouldn't necessarily be isolating. So what we
1: would say is that there's an emphasis in the movement that you're doing so okay. the emphasis might be on opening up through the front of your hip yeah but you're o- opening your hip doesn't work in isolation it's opening because it's getting support from the back of your hip yeah and you might be weight bearing on your hands at the same time so you're never doing something in isolation but there might feel like an emphasis in one area.
0: So by using the yeah.
1: equipment, and to put it in simple terms, yeah, does it sorry. make the hard stuff look easier? A bit seem easier. Oh my <laughs> goodness, yeah. You okay. do like beautiful dramatic things and it's supported by the feedback of yes. the equipment. It's so cool.
0: Yeah, no, that that makes a lot of sense. And I know you often talk about helping the grey matter <laughs> too when you're explaining the choreography of an exercise. Mm. So thinking about Again, growing yeah. older and perhaps not being a shop. This is what's, you know, and I think this is some of the rhetoric that's come that's yeah. to me. And and you know what? And I don't know whether I've got too much on. I've started doing it with the names, going through the names of the boys and the cat. Oh, before brilliant. Before I get to, like,
1: what's that all about? <laughs> <laughs> so please tell me Pilates can help us mentally too. It definitely can because we're always coordinating And that's neural coordination. So your brain and your body talking to one another and making things happen. It's a bit like doing a puzzle, you know, Sudoku's or something. Mm. Pilates is like Sudoku in your body. So that is stimulating from the movement we do all of that grey matter. Uh. Because you're doing things where you've got to work with both sides of your brain at the same time. Yes. So good for you. So, so is that why
0: we might do a sequence of, yeah. Yeah. of exercises? We might build onto something.
1: Yeah, because here's the thing. if it's, It's also about your attention too and what we deal with in real life. You don't do things in real life well, maybe you do, but, but like when you're at your computer, it's probably quite same kind of Very range functional. of movement all the time. But actually, even when you're walking down the street, you're working and moving in different ranges and you're listening to something, and you see somebody you wave to, and you do multiple things at the same time. So if you just laid down and just did something really, really bland in movement, it's not going to be really stimulating your brain. Then you're going to go wandering off and think about your shopping list. Mm -hmm. Then you're not actually getting the mind-body connection. You're not getting the meditative-type benefits. And you're not stimulating your grey matter. So there's a lot, a lot of reasons for that, Because that's why I come up with some good ideas. Oh, great. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like an unblock, isn't it's it? An unblock. It's yeah.
0: an unblock. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. So let's end the episode, as we always do, with your three Claire shares, per- three pearls of wisdom. Yes. What three things do you do now in terms of movement that you believe will help ensure that you mm. have the future that you would like and that will help other people to think about what they can do today
1: yeah. for themselves tomorrow. So one of the things that I do, and we've said this before, but I it is hugely, hugely important, is every single morning I get a golf ball and I roll my feet. So I literally just wake up. I my feet on the floor and i start rolling my foot on that
0: golf ball and we've talked about this before because i tried it and hated it and you told me to sit down and do it sit down and do it
1: exactly and the thing with that is that it's keeping my foot mobile it's making sure that i can feel my foot so that it's going to reduce the risk of trips and falls in older age so that's really important to me another kind of fun thing that i do is in, in our kitchen, I put the things I use most in the cupboards down low, right? Yeah. Because then every time I need my coffee cup, I have to... Squat down oh. and get that thing. So I put everything in the. So it's a, it's almost like an upside down kitchen. Yeah, because I I think
0: ergonomically kitchen design. Oh yes, you'd have them above the kettle, wouldn't you? You just reach slightly, get your
1: mug. Ergonomically. <laughs> i'm getting hot now ergonomically what does that actually mean so in some cases we really do need for example an ergonomic chair i can see the usefulness of that yeah however anything that just holds us in a static position is not ergonomic to the way our body's designed ah, to function it's just convenient it's just convenient. it's yeah. not ergonomic. it's just convenience it's ease it's yeah. reducing yeah. the movement that we do rather than inviting us to move so that would be my uh, third tip that's a great point yeah. it's just look for invitations to move so I was traveling recently and they had this thing I don't even know what you call it but you know like It's like an escalator, but it's flat. Oh, a travelator. Travelator. Oh, at the airport. At the airport. And they're everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so people just stand on them and just glide along. Yeah. I wouldn't even dream... I will walk there where the escalator is, pick up my bag, I'm climbing the stairs at the side of the escalator. So looking for opportunities yes. to move. So I always look for opportunities to move. Oh, that's brilliant. I think that I'm really going to try and take those on board. I am <laughs> off
0: to reorganise the, the kitchen. kitchen. Brilliant. <laughs> my husband might not be too <laughs> He'll be like, where's this? Where's
1: that? Really yeah. annoyed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just so easy, isn't it? To live in the moment. And sometimes that's the right thing to do. But the things that you've just talked about are actually just adjustments, aren't they, to to life? Oh, it's not to
1: ask you to do anything more in your life. It's not about fitting anything else yeah. in because I think that can be a barrier for people. And actually, moving more is simpler than you think.
0: Yeah. And so we can make those few adjustments just to improve our future lives and shape who and how we want to be so thank you so much Clara I feel
1: really motivated now thank you so much Sophie it was great to chat again so we'll be sharing a new theme in the next episode and I look forward to sharing more then in the meantime do let us know what you think of this episode like share do all of those things that you know you need to do to help other people to find us And we'd really love you to let us know if there's anything you'd like us to cover in future episodes. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. As a loyal listener of Reimagining You the Pilates Way, I'm offering an exclusive discount of 10% off Stage 1 Pre-Pilates for Whole Body Pelvic Health. Use the code PODCAST over at wholebodypelvichealth.co.uk for that discount. That's use the code podcast at wholebodypelvichealth.co.uk.